Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in for a new episode of Living 904. Today are we joined by Kurt Stein, owner and home inspector for House Scan Inspections. Kurt's going to be talking today not only about home inspections and what you maybe need to know, but also starting a business and being creative and innovative in an industry that's not been those things in the past. So please welcome to the show, Kurt. Hey Nick, hey, how's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. So um, we've known each other a while, kind of like similar circles. You know, we bumped into each other at plenty of events. Um, and I, you know, the first time I met you, I saw you do a, a presentation at a realtor office. And, you know, not knowing anything really about home inspections other than most people need to get them. I was really surprised how, you know, I guess advanced you guys were and how you did things. Um, sure. So really, you know, was excited to be able to have you on the show and talk about it. Um, but, you know, how did you get started? You know, just where did your path start from to get you where you're at now? Yeah, no, for sure. Good question. Um, so, yeah, my my start was nothing related to home inspections. So, um <laughs> If, if folks ask me, I normally start back a little bit uh, earlier. So I went, so I'm not from Northeast Florida. I'm from Pennsylvania. I went to Penn State University. Um, I got into school. What's that? Semi-decent school. Yeah, yeah, no, good school. Um, good sports, good, you know, everything up there. So really great school. Um, I got an engineering degree from there, industrial engineering. And uh, I started my career working for Kraft Foods. So um, had an internship with them, ended up moving down to, to Jacksonville, Florida, which I had a couple of different options. I could move to like middle of nowhere in Illinois, <laughs> uh, West Coast or Jacksonville. And for me, it was like a no brainer between the options that I had. And uh, so I ended up working at Maxwell House, downtown Jacksonville at their uh, coffee factory. Nice. And I did like engineering work there. I did uh, continuous improvement work and ended up moving into operations. And when I moved into operations, that's when really I felt like I had hit like, like a niche, like something that I was really passionate about, loved doing. And then I had all of that like engineering experience and like, you know, the mindset of how do we eliminate waste, improve processes, um, you know, make things better for, you know, the customer. So at that time, my customer was like my employees and, you know, the business and, our ultimate like end customer who's opening the can of coffee and, and consuming yeah, yeah. it. So um, when I, when I moved into that, uh, that world um, managing people and um, it really just like, yeah, it opened up my mind to like possibilities of what's out there. And, and I really just like loved it. I, I was super passionate about that work and I loved working with people and improving things. So um, I did that for like three or so years when I moved into operations there mm -hmm. and I kind of worked up my way up the facility to where I was just managing my small department for that shift. And then over the years, they kind of got bought out by Heinz and then they let go of, you know, certain positions and everybody that was kind of left over took on more and more responsibility. And so when I left, um, I was managing pretty much the entire facility, um, all different departments, for first shift, which was kind of like the flagship, uh, or yeah, uh, flagship shift. Um, 
you know, where there was the most responsibility and decision-making things like that. Um, and I was a young kid, so like 25, 26 years old doing that. Um, and just gained a ton of experience on how to run a business, how to work with people, how to solve problems, like all that good stuff. Um, and then I, I ended up taking another position somewhere else as an operations manager, kind of what it really was, was I was managing a smaller facility, um, with less responsibility and they were paying me a whole lot more money. So I, yeah, it was kind of like a, a selfish move in a way. Um, but so what happened there is they got bought out 30 days after I took that job. Um, their competitor, their only competitor in the, in the U.S. bought that company out, let go of every single person day one and uh, took took all that equipment, moved it to their South Carolina facility. And uh, me and, you know, a few dozen other people were all out of our jobs. So that was kind of like an eye opener. Um, yeah. You know, corporate world, you know, they don't necessarily... Uh, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, you're just like a, a number, you know, in, in their in their world. Um, and so found another job very quickly that, you know, I, I absolutely hated. I did that for six months. Um, it was a startup food manufacturing facility. Uh, two previous folks in my position lasted six months. It was just absolute nightmare. Um, worst six months of my life. And so that also kind of, you know, built me who I am today on like, how not to treat people, how yeah. not to run a business, you know, all of those things, right? So I took a little bit of time off, traveled for a little bit. Um, and then this is kind of where, you know, that was a long-winded answer to how we got to home inspections. So um, we, so I was out to dinner one night uh, at Hawkers in, in Neptune Beach over there. And, uh, and I was with my now wife, her whole family. And as you know, they're all kind of involved in real estate one way or another. Yeah, um, you know, brokers, real estate agents, lenders, you know, everything, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, the the conversation started out kind of talking about home inspections, and and everybody at that table had bought property before, including me. And there was a lot of like complaints, um, and so you know a lot of like pain points and mm -hmm. things that that folks were saying, you know, I I didn't like this, and I didn't like that, and I didn't like this. And, uh, Steve, uh, my wife's dad basically looked over to me and he said, you know, Kurt, I've been thinking about, um, you know, home inspections and starting other businesses for quite some time. Why don't you start a home inspection business? And I mean, it just like, you know, light bulb just went on like, wow, yeah. that's a great idea. Um, you know, me with my experiences with my home inspections in the past, I thought that there was quite a bit of opportunity. Um, and so, yeah, basically, you know, I wasn't working at that time. I was just starting to look for work again. And, you know, I had put myself in a financial position to where I could start a company and, you know, take a leap of faith. And if yeah. I didn't make a dollar for, you know, six months or a year, whatever it was, then I could survive. Right. Um, and so I, I, that was always kind of like a dream of mine. And I, yeah, I took that leap of faith. I mean, I thought that there was a lot of opportunity there. Um, at that point, I had a, two rental properties. And so I was kind of had a little bit of money coming in and I had a little bit of experience, a lot of like, um, I knew a lot of realtors and a lot of people in the real estate industry. Um, and so it was kind of like a perfect fit. Yeah. So, um, well, you, yeah. You, so literally a couple of days yeah. after that, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, yeah, I'm just saying you were prepared. I mean, a lot of people, you know, when they start businesses, it, it just seems like, you know, that we have the idea of the dream, but, you know, they don't think that far ahead. And you, you know, you had the experience, I mean, the management experience, like you said, yeah. but you were also prepared. Like you knew the reality before you, you know, jumping in. I think that's, you know, something I think anybody starting a business, like, can right. I not make a paycheck for six months? you know, to start this out. So that's, that's a huge, um, you know, with starting anything. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and, and I didn't necessarily know home inspections and like the knowledge base that, that I know now, or that I knew after getting licensed and certified. But what I did know was like the customer, I knew realtors, you know, and, and, you know, living with one and, uh, and, and dating Stephanie at the time, I would hear her stories all the time and, you know, her family and just the other realtors that I've met over the years, um, I kind of understood them and I, and I got them and, and really, so yeah, what the first few steps to the, the whole process where it was just sitting down and it was kind of taking that, like that list of complaints that we had from that dinner table. And it was like, okay, you know, one, <laughs> somebody had to write a, a paper check to give to their inspector physically at their look, you know, at the inspection yet they were on the other side of the country buying the property and they couldn't actually pay the person. That was a pain point, right? Another uh, person said, you know, the, the reports are very difficult to read, very difficult to look at. You know, that was a pain point. Um, the report, it took three days to get it back and we're on a tight timeline with our inspection period you know, just on and on and on and literally had a list of like 20 items like that. And those first few weeks was really just researching how can we address each one of these and make that much better of an experience for for the realtor and for the end customer. So for us, there's really two customers. There's the realtors that, you know, we try to be on their list of two or three or four inspectors and at least have an opportunity to inspect a property for their client. And then it's who we're ultimately delivering the service to, which is the client. Um, and obviously you have to do a great job for them and, you know, deliver all of those, uh, those value add areas um, to yeah, give them yeah. a good, you know, service. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically put together a service, kind of got lucky in a certain few areas. So like I said before, I knew probably a hundred realtors before even starting this business. That is a huge piece um, in the home inspection world and probably in your world as a lender, um, just because, you know, it's ultimately about relationships. And I know I'm, I, I see so many people starting a home inspection company. First of all, everyone thinks it's super easy, which is not, <laughs> starting any business is not easy whatsoever. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, really difficult. And, and if you have those relationships, relationships up front, at least somebody will give you an opportunity to prove yourself. Whereas for a lot of folks, they never even get that opportunity. Um, well, back to that saying, like your, your net worth is your network and you, sure. you had a network and yep. you know, whether you intentionally planned it or not. Um, right. but, you know, I, mean, that's, I mean, it's a business principle, you know? Um, so with like, yeah, especially in, in small business, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no replacement for that for sure. So now 2020 um, was a, fun year, obviously for all involved. I mean, COVID, you know, changed a lot of industries, you know, what's it, you know, what's it been like for you and your team? I mean, y'all been in business for a while, but you know, I'm sure, sure. all of us, we were caught off guard. 
Yeah. So, so let me touch on real quick, like how we got to last year. So, yeah. yeah so started, you know, started the business. Um, it just took off immediately between, you know, we found software that was really great. Like I said, we put together all those pieces of our service that really provided additional value and the, the service just took off. Um, I could not hire and train fast enough in the first few years and really up until this point. Um, and, and yeah, we just grew like crazy. So I think most inspectors do like 50, 50 inspections in their first year on average. And I think I did close to 400. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And this year, 30 year in business, we just finished last year at, at 2000 inspections. So wow. really crazy. Um, so how, long have, how long have you been in business? Um, yeah, last year was our third year. So wow. we're a team of eight now. Um, we just hired our, our, another inspector. So we'll have eight total inspectors and then we have a full-time office manager that takes all the calls and, you know, deals with all of that. Um, yeah, it's been incredible, man. And, and last year was super, uh, interesting, eye-opening, scary, like, you know, I mean, just, um, so much uncertainty. And what we saw was, and, and I know you guys probably saw this on the lending side as well, but um, just absolutely bonkers. I mean, how, how the market went from, you know, crazy already to residential real estate was just so in demand. And, you know, besides for that first like month or two, once COVID really like got through the media and was really spreading and, and every, you know, once that initial like hysteria went away, it was just like we we could not do the number of inspections that people wanted us to do. So wow. a couple of things happened. Um, you know, we continued trying to hire and train and working our butts off weekends, uh, taking three inspections in a day, which we don't normally do, and just squeezing them in everywhere we could. Um, and then we also, I mean, we didn't want to do this, but we were forced to raise our prices throughout the year. So like, as we were turning down, you know. 15 or 20 inspections in a week. Yeah. You know, we figured, look, I mean, this we're, we're, we're upsetting people because we can't deliver on, you know, within their time period, we're forced to raise our prices at this point. Um, and we said that, you know, once we would add enough inspectors and that, and that demand kind of came or that either that the supply went up or the demand came back down, we'd finally be able to bring our prices back down to normal, which we just did um, the first of this year, we kind of brought them back down to normal and drop them about 10% across the board. So yeah, that felt good that we can kind of get back to normal. And um, yeah, and so things are going good right now. Yeah, now that's always got to be a scary thing. I mean, I mean, any industry where you're raising your prices and it's kind of a double-edged sword to raise them to maintain your performance. Like for sure, you've, you've kept that high standard. So, and it's, that's got to be a scary thing, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it turned off some people, right? Like, you know, I know that we probably lost some uh, realtors that consistently worked with us and they wanted to give their clients cheaper options or, you know, their clients ultimately um, decide to go with a cheaper option, which I think in any industry, that's going to be the case. You know, you buy yeah. furniture, there's going to be higher end uh, furniture and there's going to be lower end. And in general, I, I hate this term, but I think in general, you get what you pay for. Um, and I know last year we were always booked out, you know, seven, eight days. And, um, yeah, I just know that we do a great job for our client add a lot of value. And, um, you know, if folks ask for a discount, 
it was pretty easy to respond to that just because it's like, look, I mean, we're, we're booked out. We're turning down jobs all day, every day. Um, you know, unfortunately we can't uh, offer a discount at, th- at this time. So, yeah. yeah. So 2020 behind us, thank God. Um, What are you excited about uh, for the next year? You know, yourself, your team. Yeah, so we have big things planned for this year. Um, We're we're at a point where we've gained quite a bit of market share in in Jacksonville and Northeast Florida. I think we're probably doing one in every 10 or 15 inspections at this point. Um, Wow. And so uh, we're going to continue hiring some more inspectors here in Jacksonville. And then where it really gets exciting for me and, and a few folks on the team is at the end of this year, we're going to start looking into to going into other markets. Um, I think that we've, again, we've put together a service and a product that's really valuable for the, for the client. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, we think that we can, uh, take you know somebody here that's willing, a- able, and, and capable of starting their own office, and going to maybe Orlando or Tallahassee or Tampa, um, and, and pretty much copying and pasting what we've done here um, with you know the marketing and um, the different things that we've done to differentiate ourselves, and just go like I said, copy and paste it in a new in a new market and see how it goes. Um, we've got some really really good people on our team that I think are. Uh, capable of of doing that um we'll see if they're if they're willing to relocate and move their families but yeah um, we're going to continue hiring and um and uh and in a sense putting pressure on the other inspectors i mean we want to keep uh dominating and and taking market share um and just being able to provide you know the value that we do to more and more people so wow that's so Yes, it's exciting. Like this year is going to be a, a huge year for our business. Um, ultimately, we want to get to five different markets around Florida and doing similar to what we're doing in Jacksonville. So if we're doing uh, 10,000 inspections in four or five years out, that's going to be uh, pretty awesome. <clears throat> Fantastic, man. I look forward to seeing that. Um, so, you know, you've been in home inspection now for three years. You've You've probably dealt with a lot of things. What would be you know, whether it's, you know, an individual who has no idea, um, what would be a common myth you want to get debunked for your industry? Oh man, good question. So when you ask that question, my mind kind of goes back to that first, that first dinner, um, where we were talking about home inspections and I don't know if it, you know, the exact quote that was said, but somebody said, man, home inspectors are lazy, right? They, <laughs> They don't look under furniture and they don't do all this and they, you know, they, they won't climb in the attic and, and walk through the attic and they barely could get under the crawl space, you know, just like on and on. And we, yeah. I heard it so much the first six to 12 months starting this business. And yeah, it's just something that, you know, uh, you know, to everybody listening, I mean, I don't know if, uh, if you or anybody else knows kind of how our team is made up, but um, generally like we're a pretty young team, pretty, uh, you know, young and capable. And, um, so basically all our entire team, there's, there's nobody that can't access an attic where they can't crawl under a crawl space and get to the back of it and inspect the whole thing. Um, but there's a lot of inspectors out there and now, uh, there are standards of practice that basically, 
outline exactly what somebody must do when they're performing a home inspection. And there's a lot of disclaimers and a lot of like things that somebody is not required to do. Um, yeah, you're not required to walk up and navigate an attic. Um, if a crawl space opening is you know smaller than a certain size, you don't have to get in it. Basically anything that could be even the smallest safety risk for a home inspector, they don't have to um, take on that risk. So, right. um, and, and we're very cognizant of that, that there are risks and we won't take, you know, un, like unneeded risk if we don't have to. But um, like I said, we're young, we're, you know, most of the folks can easily navigate an attic and we do everything that we can to make sure that there's no surprises for clients. Um, obviously sometimes things happen um, and, you know, something might not get caught but I know that the effort is hundred percent there and that, uh, you know, we're going to do everything that we can to, to get everywhere and, and check everything. So. Maintaining that high bar of just a little bit extra. I mean, yeah. Um, as far as like other myths go, gosh, there, there's a lot. Um, you know, a lot of people think that we can see behind walls, you know, especially <laughs> because we use like infrared technology uh, that we scan every single house. Um, it helps find some things like moisture, missing insulation, things like that. But it's not going to identify some crazy things that some customers, they, they basically think it's an x-ray machine. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, we don't do mold inspections. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times clients say, hey, just make sure you're, you know, checking for mold. Well, mold is all, it's everywhere. Um, mold spores are everywhere. It's just a matter of, are they at levels that, are problem, you know, uh, problematic and uh, the type of mold spores that are in the air. And so if people want answers on that, they've got to go out and actually get a mold test. Um, but there's a lot of things that we can do, you know, to at least point them in the right direction and say, hey, you definitely need a mold test. This crawl space was super musty and very moist or open up the cabinetry and, you know, there's mold, you know, we can, we can basically visually see mold. Um, but as inspectors, we're not supposed to use the term mold if, uh, since we're not licensed mold inspectors. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of uh, uh, misunderstandings and myths around home inspections. One of the biggest probably is that inspections, you know, we're gonna tell somebody every single issue in their house. As much as we try to, um, you know, and, and as much as we're gonna, spend every minute in that house trying to uncover every single issue. Uh, there are hundreds, if not thousands of items to check in a house and inspections in general just are not exhaustive. Like you're going to move into a house and you're probably going to uncover some things that the inspector did not find. Yeah. Our, yeah. our job really is to, to inform you and so that you can make a good decision. Um, and, uh, and really give you a good general idea of what's going on in that house. But as far as every single little issue, it's never going to happen. So no, but, no, yeah, we tried to. yeah, I mean, yeah. like you said, you've bought a couple of homes before you were a home inspector. I've bought a couple of homes. I mean, and you know, that, that list is a lot. Um, I've passed on homes because I've gotten things and it's just like, you know what? I don't want to, potentially have to uncover that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no potential, no end. I mean, and not yeah. even, you just can't always know everything. Um, exactly. And that's, I think the world of real estate, right? There's always going to be unknowns. Um, you know, uh, even with new construction, there's unknowns, there's things that happen and things that break and get damaged. 
Um, there's a lot of moving parts in real estate, and that's why getting an inspection done, getting home insurance, buying a home warranty, all of those things reduce your risk, but all of those things aren't going to 100% reduce your risk. There's always going to be risk. Yeah. Now with, and I've always found it, um, and even myself, and that's just, I think, ignorance, even if I'm in the real estate industry, but getting a home inspection on like a new home, I mean, any funny horror stories that you've ever experienced? Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you share or is it like you need a, uh, an NDA or anything? So, I mean, so we just passed uh, 4,200 inspections, um, you know, since we've got started and uh, lots and lots and lots of stories and crazy findings and scary stuff. And, um, but new construction specifically, um, yeah, there's just, I mean, it's almost like every new construction inspection that we do something comes up, whether it's roof leaks or plumbing leaks um, or something that, 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 like a lot of times customers want to forego that inspection um, mm -hmm. before they close on it. And it's almost always a bad idea um, or at least getting an inspection done before your one year warranty is up. And um, yeah, I mean, those are, those are, there's a ton of value added there. Um, and, and it's a really good idea to get an inspection done pre-closing. So just one example that comes up is we had somebody, it was about a year ago and I think it was right around Christmas time. And he had a job where he was traveling to, I think Europe for like a month or so. And we came in and did the inspection before closing. And uh, there was so many issues with this house. I won't say the builder, we never throw you know, yeah. builders under the table. Um, or, uh, but there, you, you, there's a few builders that tend to have more issues and tend not to take care of their clients as well. That's really what bugs me. I mean, construction defects and things like that is one thing. But when you deliberately try to like cover things up or, or smooth one over, or throw something under the rug for your to the client, that's when you know I do get kind of upset and, and annoyed with that. Um, but this per, this particular case, the client, um, we found all these issues. You know, there was fifty or sixty items in the inspection report and several major items. And I mean, I don't think the house was really even close to being finished. Well, he said. Um, I'm, I'm traveling for the next month for work. Um, they basically conned him into closing before he left and he came back and like nothing, nothing was corrected. And he had a moving truck there. Um, it was ready to move in and just all of these items hadn't been corrected. And so I, I forget exactly what happened, but we ended up doing like three or four inspections on that house. And um, I mean, it was just not a good situation for that client. And, you know, it's something that I'll definitely keep in the back, you know, in the back of my mind when, you know, I'm talking through a situation with a client and I might say that like, hey, this is a realistic thing that could happen. Once you pay that final check to the builder, it's it's a lot more difficult to get this stuff done. Um, yeah. So I know that was like one that really stands out in my mind, but there's there's literally dozens, if not hundreds of examples of, of things like that. And uh yeah, just really crazy findings. I mean, Ooh. it always it always surprises me when when we'll find roof leaks in a brand new house. But then again, it just doesn't surprise me. So <laughs> you've yeah. seen too much, for sure. Yeah. Um, now you've you've managed a ton of. I mean, 
management, operations, you've been in a lot of different roles, you started a business, and it's a bit, like I said, it's a competitive business, um, whether it's price, market share, market presence. I mean, what advice would you give to like anybody starting a bit, even though you, you dropped some really amazing gems, um, but any, you know, any advice you would give to anyone starting a business, you know, sure. even your industry? Yeah. I mean, I, I've certainly learned a ton um, in starting this business. Um, there's a lot. So I, I could talk for days on, you know, business. It's, it's something that I'm really passionate and, and uh, fascinated by is, starting businesses, adding value and, and, uh, you know, delivering that value to clients. Um, but a couple of things that kind of come to mind is, uh, I would say like, if, if you're going to start a business, like go for it completely, not halfway. Like, so for me, I know up until this point, really just a few months ago when I was able to finally get most of the work outsourced to where I'm not really involved much in the day-to-day -day a ton anymore. Um, I, mean, I mean, I am, but not to the point that I was where it was working all day, every day. Um, but I'd say like, have your end vision in mind and, you know, eat, sleep and, and breathe it nonstop, you know, until you get there. Um, yeah. and, and I think for us, we were able to get there and, you know, to this point in three years, and then, you know, the ultimate vision of being in several different markets Hopefully we can do that in the next three or four additional years. Um, and it's gonna, it, it just takes an incredible amount of work to do that. And yeah, if you're going to start a business, like be ready to work because a lot of people think, oh, I'm working for myself. I have time flexibility and you know, all of that. And, and I just don't think that's the case. I mean, at the end of the day, the client is what matters the most for us. And we talk about it every single team meeting that we have is like, you know, the client is what matters. We, we have, we really do have to take sacrifices and, and go above and beyond to deliver for them. And if that means for me, that meant, you know, when demand was crazy high, working straight through a weekend, working three, four or five weeks in a row without a day off. Um, and, uh, you know, I would be doing all of the proofreading all, on all of the other reports and working from 5 PM to midnight every night for, the last three years. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a ton of work. And if you want to grow something and scale something, um, it's not easy. So make sure you're ready for it. Um, that's one big uh, point that I would say. The other thing I'd say, and I think we've done a great job is just differentiating yourselves from your competition. And I know that we like, we came in with an idea of being innovative, modern, um, you know, and, and really just doing a lot of things that, differently that add value to the client. Um, so figure what those items are and then market it super heavy, super strong towards, uh, towards your customers. So for yeah. us, I know in the first like six months, we were just on everything, social media wise, flyers and offices, you know, talking and meeting with realtors, just like we just totally blitzed the market. Um, and it was kind of funny to like, you know, over the years you meet other inspectors. Um, and I just remember having several conversations where they're like, wow, I didn't even hear you guys. And then all of a sudden I see you absolutely everywhere. And that felt great for me knowing that, you know, we're, we're everywhere because um, that's essentially what marketing is. It's, it's getting your message out to people and uh, getting them aware of you so that 
they can give you a chance. And then once they do, hopefully they like your service and keep coming back. Yeah. No, I mean, being, you know, like when you start, you know, you were everything, you were the marketer, you were the director, you were the accountant and everything and yeah. build a team to grow yourself out. Um, but yeah, you got to be loud at the, the beginning. I liked, and I think it's such a, it's simple, but you know, like you, when you started, you're like, you didn't look at, okay, we're going to focus on this price or you just feel like, what are the pain points? And you address the pain points. Exactly. And that's where you ran to. And, and it was pretty yeah. simple for anybody at that point to, Oh, well, this is why I should. For sure. And I think, I mean, in most of our industries, like there's a ton of competition price generally works itself out. So like, I think there's a lot of people that kind of get into like a, uh, you know, certain business or job or whatever. And they say, Oh, I want to be priced at this level. Well, ultimately your service is going to dictate what like your service or your product is going to in the market is going to dictate what the price is going to be so like for us i mean we couldn't keep up with demand therefore our price had to increase if we wanted you know some sort of like equilibrium to occur which that's like back to what yeah. economics 101 or whatever um but uh yeah i mean the the market ultimately dictates it and like for us as we've been able to add more inspectors that price is finally coming back down um, which feels really good for us just because we can, we're more, we're far more competitive. I mean, we think at our current prices, there's nobody delivering as much value as we do. Um, and our ultimate goal is to take market share and move into different markets. So for sure. Now you've been in Jacksonville, uh, for how long? Yeah. So I'm here in 2012, so it's been eight, nine years now. Okay. So this is very much home. You know, the business is here. Um, got, you know, uh, house and wife and dogs and uh, the roots are definitely placed. So this is, you know, I love it here. Um, really, for me, like, um, been thinking more and more about this. And I just met with my wife the other day. And like, we had to sit down on like, what we really want out of life and like, what kind of impact we want to make. And that was like an incredible like sit down to kind of put that all out on the table. And um, I think for me, it's going to be uh, over the years transitioning into like making more of an impact to Jacksonville, like this city in general. So I, I definitely want to continue growing the businesses and then like give back. Yeah, that's great. What would you say? Um, and we asked this of everybody on the show is uh, what would you say is the best kept secret of the 904 for you personally? Oh gosh. Area. I love the city. Uh, there's so much. Um, the beaches are incredible. The I think the St. John's River is a incredible, like uh, with diamond in the rough and like just people. Yeah. Uh, downtown, it's it's obviously like like when I talk about passion about the city and like want to give back, I want to see this downtown a thriving place that, that young people want to move to and work and invest and live and live a great life. Um, so I'd say, I mean, I think our downtown has so much potential to be this incredible uh, place to live, work and play. And uh, that's what I would say. I'd say that's the biggest unkept un or uh, secret for our city. No, that's actually, that's actually really encouraging here. Cause you know, grew up uh, in the area. I mean, I've, 
been going to downtown since I was, you know, not even a teenager. And it's always been talked about in a negative light, you yeah. know, for you, you know, for you to be like, I, I think that's just a great way to look at it. Like, yes, it can be great. And, you know, that's where you really want to see. And cause me personally as well, like, especially if we can get past what it used to be. So yeah. no, that's a great answer, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, what, uh, you know, what would be a great way for anybody to connect with you, whether it's a, you know, business person wanting to start a business and get some opinions or, uh, you know, Hey, get a home inspection. What, what would be the best way to connect with you? Yeah. So a couple of things. So I'd say our Instagram is a, you know, one of our biggest present, like is our biggest presence. So we're always on there putting out good content, uh, good tips and tricks for realtors and folks involved in real estate, crazy findings, you know, all kinds of different things. Um, so definitely check us out on our Instagram page. It's at house scan FL. And so, uh, like FL, like Florida. Um, but yeah, that's a great way to connect with us. Send us a message. Um, our phone number is 904-758-9225. Um, we have a ton of realtors and folks that just text us like pictures. If they're doing a walkthrough or a showing with a, cl a client, they might say, Hey, you know, how old is this water heater? Or all this, this crack on this house. What do you think about it? Is it, a, it should it be a concern? Um, because they're not always concerns. Um, and so, uh, yeah, take our numbers, 904-758-9225. Text us, call us anytime. Um, that's another thing that we try to do is just be available at all hours. Um, a lot of inspectors out there that will only answer the phone between nine and five. Yep. And even then they might not answer. Um, but yeah, so between the phone number and the, uh, the Instagram page, and then our website is just, uh, www.housescanfl.com. Uh, if anybody's looking for an inspection, you can schedule on there any hour of the day, 24 um, yeah. seven. We'll put it all in the show notes. Kurt, thank you Great. so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy, so I really appreciate you taking the yeah, minute. Talking it's, to it's my first podcast ever. So pretty, oh, nice. First time. Yeah. Well, we will, uh, you know, so thanks for watching everyone. Again, we will put Kurt's information, uh, fantastic guy, fantastic company. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Thanks, Bye.